0: The following audio is from LaGrange Church of Christ, located in Texas. For more information about LaGrange Church of Christ, please visit our website at www.lagrangecoc.com. Well, grace and peace to you this morning. Um, We're so glad that you're here. I know that it's, it's cloudy outside and it's a little bit wet, but this is a uh, the best place to be. It's, it's dry inside and comfortable, and we're uh, going to praise God this morning and, and study His Word. And we're involved in a, a series of lessons entitled Set Free. And so we're looking at ways in our lives, very practical ways, that, that Jesus sets us free from, from debt and from busyness and from things like this. And so this morning we're going to look at the subject of time. Uh, the Rolling Stones famously saying, time is on my side. Uh, but most of us here this morning probably believe the opposite. We, we feel like time is a, against us. And, and so today we're going to explore this subject and we're going to see how we can perhaps free ourselves from the burden of busyness. And this is important because busyness robs us of things. It robs us of our time with others. It prevents us from being fully present with the people who are around us. And if we're not able to be fully present with others, then we're not able to be a good parent. We're not able to be a good spouse. We're not able to be a good friend. And... We're not even able to be a good Christian because the second greatest command is to love others. And we're unable to do this if we're always busy. Now, we all make small talk, but most of us probably don't give much thought to to what we say when we're making small talk, even though this reveals a lot about us. And recently, I don't know if you've noticed or not, but there's been a shift in what we say when we're making small talk. And so for a long time, uh, small talk would go something like this. How are you doing? I'm fine. How are you doing? I'm fine. Okay. Nowadays though, you may hear small talk that goes something like this. How are you doing? I'm busy. How about you? I'm busy also. And somewhere along the way, we replace the word fine with the word busy. And we're no longer just fine, we are busy. Now that may not seem like a big deal to you, but I I think it is. Because there's a big difference in describing our life as being fine and describing our life as being busy. Fine means everything is okay. It means everything is, is sort of normal. But busy means we are rushed. It means that we don't have enough time. And in fact, we are communicating a message when we engage in this type of small talk. And so when someone says to you, I'm busy, they're saying something specific. They're saying that I don't have enough time for you. That's what I'm busy means. For instance, if you call someone on the phone and, you know, you, you, say, you pick up, you say, hello, how are you doing? And they say, I'm busy. We typically reply by saying, well, I'll just call back later. And we may be going around telling people that we're busy and we don't even realize what we're doing. We're essentially saying to these people, I don't have enough time for you. And we're placing our busy schedules above others, above people. And this impacts our relationships. We cannot properly love our neighbor if we are overwhelmed. And if we don't take the time to pay attention to the people who are right in front of us. Often I think our lives look like a juggler who's taken on more balls than he or she can handle. And so we're trying to to juggle 20 different balls at once, and we catch one ball, and we throw it up into the air with as much force as we can. And this gives us just enough time to catch and release the other 19 balls before the one comes back again. But what happens is these balls keep getting closer and closer to one another, and before you know it, we've dropped one. And we cannot keep up with the juggling in our lives. We have too many balls in the air. And the first ball that we usually drop is that of relationships. And so the people around us lose out. They get pushed to the side. Uh, Being busy becomes a barrier to true community. And so our friendships suffer. It becomes difficult to be a meaningful member of a church family. We're juggling too many balls. Our spouse and children do not receive the attention that they deserve. We're just too busy. And we think that, you know, eventually it's going to get better, you know, Um, over time things are going to improve. But it's not going to happen unless we decide to do something about it. And so the Bible talks about time, but I'm not sure we pay attention to what it has to say. In fact, One of the passages about time is is quite famous. It comes from the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, and I have verse 1 on the screen, but I want to read verses 1 through 8, okay? It's sort of a, a lengthy passage, a lengthy poem about time. So Solomon writes this, For everything there is a season, and a time for every matter under heaven. A time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant and a time to pluck up what is planted. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to break down and a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to cast away stones and a time to gather stones together. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. A time to seek and a time to lose A time to keep and a time to cast away. A time to tear and a time to sow. A time to keep silence and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. And almost everyone is aware of this passage. It's a passage that has been referenced often in popular culture. And so the rock band The Birds Uh, took this passage, and they made it into a number one hit in 1965. Uh, The New York Times bestselling author John Grisham um, referenced this poem in the title of his first novel, A Time to Kill. And that book was later turned into a movie starring Sandra Bullock and Matthew McConaughey and others. And so we know this passage. We're familiar with it. But what does it mean? It's a nice poem. But what does it have to do with our lives? Well, before I get into that, let's look at another passage in the New Testament that offers a very similar sentiment. It says a very similar thing, and it's in John chapter 7. And in this passage, Jesus' brothers um, encourage Jesus to attend this important feast. And they thought, you know, if Jesus wants to be known, then he needs to go and he needs to make himself known, he needs to go to this feast. And this is how Jesus responds in John 7, verses 6 through 8. My time has not yet come, but your time is always here. The world cannot hate you, but it hates me because I testify about it that its works are evil. You go to the feast. I am not going up to this feast, for my time has not yet fully come. Now, I, I think these two passages, the one in Ecclesiastes and the one in John chapter 7, have a lot in common. Both of these passages acknowledge that there is a right time for everything. And so if you just look at the life of Jesus, you'll, know some, you'll notice some things. He, he's, he's not in a hurry. Jesus has never rushed. And he's always on time. And here's the deal. God has given us enough hours in each day to accomplish what he wants us to accomplish. He's not going to give us more than we can actually do. And so if we are rushed, if we are hurried, if we are always busy, then we are probably trying to do more than what God asks of us. There is a time for everything, and we must make wise choices regarding what we do with our time. We're stewards of time just like we're stewards of our money. It's sort of the same concept. And so if you are overwhelmed by a busy schedule, then it could be for for one of these two reasons. First of all, you may be busy because you don't know what your purpose in life is. You don't know what to give your time to. You haven't answered some of those bigger questions that we looked at last week. If you weren't here last week, you can go online. You can you can uh, listen to that sermon and, and hear those questions. Uh, when your life doesn't have meaning, then then you're kind of all over the place. And, and what happens is you may be giving yourselves. to to multiple different things in search of something meaningful because you haven't figured it out yet. Or second, you may be busy and overwhelmed because you're not making the right choices. What we do with our time is a choice. We choose to be busy or not busy. And this is more of a problem in modern times than it has ever been. And so we feel lots of pressure regarding time because of what society and what culture says is normal. And so 150 years ago, people felt they had more time, but we all know that they had just as much time as we do. Um, The amount of time has not changed. Other things have changed. What are those things? Well, the invention of the telephone, the invention of the car, the invention of the airplane, the invention of television, the invention of the computer, the invention of the smartphone, and on and on and on. And many of these inventions were supposed to make life easier, and they do. They do to an extent. But they also absorb a lot of our time. So how many hours a day do you spend in your car each week? How many hours of television do you watch each week? How often do you look at your smartphone? How much time do you spend on the computer? Uh, We are surrounded by things that help us pass the time, but but too often we are consumed by these things, and, and we begin to neglect what really matters. And this doesn't just apply to technology. We now live in a world that tells us that our children have to participate in multiple sports and activities. And if we don't do this, then we're just not a good parent. We live in a world that believes that time is money and that busyness equals importance. And if you're not checking your emails at home, or if you're not taking business calls at all times, then you just really don't care about your job. And we buy into these cultural ideas, and we begin to feel pressured. And we feel stressed, and we wonder why we're tired all the time. Well, here's the answer. The ways of God have always been countercultural. The ways of God have always been countercultural. We don't have to give in to the culture. In fact, we are encouraged throughout Scripture not to do so. We are encouraged to be different and to live lives that are different. And so we don't have to fill our lives with television and Facebook. We don't have to enroll our kids in multiple activities and essentially pass on our struggles with busyness to them before they're even grown up. We can cultivate different habits in our lives, Habits that free us from the burden of busyness. Habits that make our life meaningful. Habits that allow us the freedom to to pay attention and to bless the people around us. Habits that are biblical rather than cultural. And so where do we begin? The first step is that we need to pay attention to what we are doing with our time. Just step back and take notice of how you're spending your time. Do you spend a lot of time on your phone? Do you watch a lot of television? Do you, you know, take off and go to a lot of places? Are you involved in multiple activities and organizations? You know, a lot of times we're just not aware of what we're doing with our time. We just sort of get into these these practices and these habits, and, and, and we just wonder where'd all the time go? And we might be surprised when we begin to pay attention to what we're actually doing there. And once we understand where our time is going, then we can make a budget. And this is just like a money budget, but um, with time. You know, we only have so much money, and so we have to figure out what to do with it. We only have so much time, and so we have to figure out where all that goes. And so we give ourselves, you know, so much time for entertainment, so much time for household chores so much time for travel and work and we begin to just budget these things and once we get those down then we begin to add other meaningful practices like prayer and like bible reading and if we're spending 10 hours a week on entertainment and we can't find 30 minutes for prayer and bible study then that's a problem because what we do with our time is not matching up with what we say is important and meaningful in our life. And until we figure that balance out, then we're going to be restless. We're going to be stressed. We're not going to find life to be meaningful. After we do that, we need to create space for habits that add to our life rather than take away. And so let me give you two of those this morning. First of all, be still. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. When was the last time you were still? We live in a world that is spending less and less time being still. We are always connected. We are always available. We always have our smartphone right in front of us. And if we are to know God, if we are to reflect on who He is, then we need to learn how to be still. And this could be time for prayer. This could be time for meditation. It could be time where we just stop for a few minutes in our day in order for us to get our bearings and remind ourselves of what really is important in life. A time to remember that God is in charge And there is a certain way that that we should live our lives. So we need to learn to be still. And another important habit we need to make a part of our life is Sabbath. And we often make the mistake of thinking that Sabbath was an Old Testament law that has been done away with. And and it's true that there were Old Testament laws given at Sinai uh, concerning the Sabbath. But it was also something that predates Sinai. It was something that was a part of God's original creation. It was something that God himself observed and did before there ever was a law of Moses. And so we were created to need a Sabbath rest. This was something that was supposed to be a blessing to human beings. We're no longer under the Mosaic law, and we certainly need to avoid the legalism of the Pharisees. But but Sabbath is something that we need in our lives. It's a blessing that God has given to us. God rested. Jesus rested. And we need to rest as well. Now, although you may feel like time is not on your side, it doesn't have to be that way. God has given us the right amount of time. And we all have the time we need. As long as we view time from the right perspective. And as long as we focus on what matters most. And so your homework this week is to take notice of how you spend your time. Take a step back. Just sort of look at your life. Figure out, you know, what you're giving yourselves to. What what you're involved in. Where your time is going. And then you can create a time budget so that you can make sure that you're spending your time wisely and you're devoting yourself to what is meaningful. Or if you feel like that's too much, you know, for you to do this week, you can at least create some goals where you can say, I'm going to do this with my time. I'm going to be purposeful about how I spend my time and these are my goals. And then you can begin to incorporate habits into your life that will bless you and will bless the people around you so that you can spend your time loving God and loving others. And so you learn to be still. And you make sure that each week you're taking a Sabbath rest for yourself and also for your family. And so come back next week and we're going to look at some more about how Jesus is setting us free from some of these cultural burdens that we continue to to feel in our lives. Let's pray. Father, we come before you now and we confess that we are often stressed, Uh, we often feel um, very busy, we feel like our lives are hectic, and we feel tired, and we don't want this. Um, We pray that you'll help us give ourselves to what is important, that you'll help Free us from some of these burdens that we feel in our lives. And, and, and Father, may we kind of just take a step back and prioritize what is important. Maybe cut some things out that we don't need. In order that, that our lives might be blessed in the lives of others. Because it's our desire to ultimately love you and love the people around us. We're so thankful for Jesus who gave us a wonderful example of what to do with time. May we look at his life and learn from it. And we're especially thankful for the sacrifice that he made for us. We pray this in his name. Amen.